Cervelli leading off, I, I know you mentioned he could be a fit there someday. What led you to put him there today? Inspiration. Sometimes it strikes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I hope it strikes. We'll see how it plays out. Thought about it. Uh, yeah, I mentioned a while ago, and then today seemed like a day where it just kind of fit. As you look, as you talk with George about whatever whatever it is you'd like him to get working on, you think you might give other people a chance at the eight? I haven't even spoken to George yet. I just finished with you guys how many hours ago? And I just walked in 45 minutes ago. So I'll catch up with George, and then uh, we'll post up with you all later and tell you what direction we've taken. For, for a guy like Cervelli, who's involved with so many other parts of the game, and it seems like, you know, like the 80 meetings you guys have before the game, he's probably in 79 of them. How difficult is it to, to do that and at the same time not reinvent your swing, but just correct it and, and, be, and refine it and, and do so well with it? Obviously, the outside perception is way more intrinsic than what goes on inside, so we don't have 80 meetings or anything close to that. Um, He's got one pre-meeting, one pre-game meeting on the day of the first series day. We have a team getting together, scout meeting. Other than that, maintenance of his swing has been ongoing. Um, he finds time appropriately to show up, to prepare, and get ready. I don't think his day's jammed. There's many times where he's still just kind of catching his breath. Um, he's been very intentional with his time and keeping balance on both sides of the ball and keeping separation on both sides of the ball, which has been... Fun to watch you manage that. Going back to the bullpen for just a moment, um, how do you value the swing and miss aspect of what a pitcher can do out there uh, based on not just what their individual role may be uh, throughout the course of the season, but then when you get into those individual game situations, for example, two on, nobody out, we got to get a swing and miss. Well, then you just answered your own question. There's value to it in certain situations where it plays higher than a contact pitcher. Certain situations where a contact guy, ground ball guy, can play better than than the guy that's, that's got the swing and miss. Uh, and many times the swing and miss guy is a one-inning guy. It's not a long-term guy because of the pitch efficiency that can come with it. Um, so appropriately, you look at the tool set, uh, the game opportunities that present themselves, and you try and plug them in accordingly. You know, managers, one of the bigger responsibilities you have is to always put your players the best you can in positions to have success. And if a guy's got the swing and miss stuff, you'd like to get him in those situations. A guy's got a ground ball, a two-seam fastball, a breaking ball that bites hard late that can get topped, then you're looking for them to get, get in there to get the double play and eliminate some people that way. So um, that's all about, you know, goes along the lines of bullpen composition. When you're looking at guys for later roles in the bullpen, uh, when you start to slot people, okay, this is our seven, this is our eight, um, it, does it become more important to have that swing and miss aspect than their arsenal if they're going to be later? In the what ball? becomes most important is the experience they've got along those lines, and then you got to find opportunities to give them that experience to grow them. In a vacuum, as you sit somewhere and you look at numbers and you, you swing analysis and all these percentages, you've got also my I I need to I got to find a heartbeat that goes with that. Can the guy pitch in the seventh? Can he pitch in the eighth? Because I've had guys that can pitch in the seventh. And then that eighth inning guy's been down three days, you move him back, and you may not see it, but there's a completely different cat on the mound the next day pitching the eighth inning. Or the eighth inning guy that's been doing the work and so many times going through the middle part of the lineup. You put him in the ninth inning, and there's a different heartbeat on that man. There's human elements involved that 
I think it takes a trained eye or somebody that's actually looking for it. Because on a periphery, you don't see it a lot. You know, you just, oh, well, he's a little wild today. Well, why, why is this command not what it's been? And then you try and you help him work through that. So, yeah, the components of the skill sets play, and then you also got to find the guys that rhythm. Uh, their internal clock works within the rhythm of the game. Because of the heavy use of your bullpen the last couple of nights, is anybody unavailable today? There's a whole bunch of guys that are unavailable today. Um, I don't know about Vasquez. I'm anticipating him being unavailable at 35 pitches. Felice is unavailable. Uh, Crick was up four times last night, although he didn't get in the game. I think he's he's going to be okay. Um, Contos has thrown 30 pitches. We'll see where that situation takes us. But we've got I know available is Santana for multiple innings. Glasnow, Rodriguez, and Brault. And I th I think Crick's going to be okay. So I know we've got two out for sure. I can't imagine they could have asked for much more from Joe last night in the rehab start. Yeah, we got to watch most of it. Um, <laughs> <coughs> actually, we did. They watched it in the clubhouse. I watched it in here. Um, I got to watch everybody, all but the last inning. So he was pleased. Uh, Stan Kyle's report was, uh, was good and solid. All the pitches worked. He was able to go back out, as we talked about before. So... We'll reevaluate him when he comes back in, and our plan is to still to get him out to six and a hundred the next time. What's his ice cream about here? I don't know. What a great! What a, I, I'm a big fan of ice cream, so I, that, that, he's hunting. He's hunting good stuff for me. <laughs> Making friends with Todd and the training staff or anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don Baylor used to pull off our bus when we'd go to Phoenix sometimes. Outside of Tucson, and we'd pull into a Dairy Queen, and he'd order Blizzard. We'd order like 45 <laughs> Blizzards. But he'd call ahead. 